Now we're live, and now we go. And we're live. Go, 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 go. Oh. oh my god, what a horrible way to open this episode. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> that sound, oh my god. What sound? Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes, I think it starts with your show. Oh no. You know, like, when you're growing up, like there's certain there was always going to be like certain technological sounds that would freak you out like if you're sitting alone in the in the living room as a kid and you're watching television or you turn on the tv and all right. of a sudden it's that static sound and it's really loud oh, yeah that used to terrify me dude because of, yeah because of poltergeist do you think i don't think so no I just it would just such blast an... so loud and it was so such an annoying like piercing sound it would just terrify yep. you I was it's the un same way. unnatural. Unnatural. Yeah, it is. I think I. Uh, I think I was more scared of like, the unsolved mysteries theme song than like a loud. Static. What about what about like when the bars and tone would come up out of nowhere? Or the emergency, like emergency broadcast. broadcast. Yeah, emergency broadcast shit. sound was kind of scary, but not because of how loud it was or anything. Because it meant that there was something scary happening. Yeah. Oh, dude. For me, it was the sound. It was always like it was always abrupt. It, it was always like because it was an emergency, but it was almost always a test for like the mm -hmm. longest it was time growing up. It, yeah. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. So I never really totally understood what it was for until later on in life. So it was always just the tone. It was always just that ominous. Why it am I learning this now nowhere. that we're not in the office together anymore? Excuse me, what? Why am I learning this now? Why that would we're you not need to in... know it then? Because if yeah, I had power... known that you had a deep fear of a loud sound suddenly happening, it would have happened a lot more I, often. I don't, I mean, you. we're used to the loud sound. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, no. it's the emergency. But from, but from silence to like a loud emergency sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been so a funny. good idea to do. I, I would have done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just. Play you know some how, really like... emergency alarm in the <laughs> complex. Really loud. From a different room. Right yeah. next to where a child psychologist is working with children. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny to consider. Like, we, you know when you work in an office building or you work at a job, inevitably you have a fire drill. Inevitably you got the, yeah. something happens with an alarm and you have to evacuate and go stand on the side of the road and meet in your meeting place. I don't even... Did our office have any sort of alarm system? <laughs> I never remember hearing an alarm in that office. I don't even know if we had like carbon think... monoxide detectors or anything like that. <laughs> we didn't have smoke detectors. Dude. I'm Did trying we have to remember. Smoke detector? We had to have had no. one. Because right? I don't even think they are allowed to. You're not allowed have like to, a like, building. Yeah. yeah, you can't rent out an office without that <laughs> <laughs> but that was probably all we had was one single smoke maybe alarm, one and smoke alarm it. yeah maybe yeah. in that little kitchenette or in something. the kitchen yeah <laughs> i don't think it ever went off if it, nope. if it if we did God and <laughs> we had all those hot lights running oh it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> We're just, you know, we're just a bunch of kids playing, playing office, just trying to avoid the static, so, the static sound on the television set, <laughs> escaping our homes. <laughs> How you guys doing, man? Welcome to the show, everybody. You know, Welcome. we there's. I wonder if there will be a time when we do this show where we're not as sleepy as we did it without you, man. When that happened, what did you do? You did it later we did it in like the a day, five p.m. Yeah, and we went how to was the, that? We went to the moon, it, baby. It was, yeah, it, it did make a difference. Yeah? I would say. At least for me, went, it did. Went to the moon. How did you feel, Joe? Did you prefer an early one or a later one? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's Joe like, doesn't know. <laughs> I have no clue. It's all blurred together. I get up at, I get up on weekdays, I get up at five or six to go work out before all the other morning stuff happens, like getting Fucking the kids ready. Grind. But my daughter got a, a, a small, a small part-time job. 
And by that, I mean, we have a family friend that was like, hey, we're leaving for a week. We'll pay you probably too much money to feed our cats twice a day. So I have to get her up at seven to go feed the cats. So I've been up for a little while. That's a big deal. Is that her? That's her first responsibility outside of school and home. And the manual labor that I make her do in the diamond mind. Yeah. Right. The diamond mind. She's got mind. these she's got these strong little youthful thin fingers. She can go right in the little diamond holes and pluck them right out. Yeah. She's strong. And she can crawl down into those deep crevasses cuz yes. she's a young yep. petite woman. I tell her that we are just cosplaying as the descent. <laughs> well, you should say we're the seven dwarves. Mm-hmm. And I say don't sing. Only daddy sings. <laughs> <laughs> we are not allowed to whistle while we work. My you whistle, does... you're fired. <laughs> does any of that, maybe I'm really stupid, but does any of that still exist where like there's guys going down and just A mining billion shit percent. or is it all machines? A billion no, percent. No, there's two I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, with yeah. a pickaxe? <laughs> like like Minecraft. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. I mean, dude. yeah, dude. dude. Yes. Minecraft is you guys didn't know Minecraft is <laughs> just a live stream. It's based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft is you controlling some unfortunate person working yeah. in <laughs> It's That's like Ender, it's like Ender's game. That's a fucking future. Yeah. They um, make it look like a game. Let's oh. see. Guys, I already watched Invincible. Hang on, I'm get... typing in, is mining oh. for diamonds still a thing? <laughs> mining for diamonds? I kind of want to do that too, Joe. Mine to right? Like a di- <laughs> mine deep for a diamond? So <laughs> uh, while you work for a diamond. What did you watch? Invincible, he said. Oh, the cartoon. Yeah, no, we'll see. Oh, yeah, I rewatched it because I love oh, it. Oh, rewatched so it. Okay. Good. I showed Owen the first episode. I was like, if you enjoy the boys, you'll probably enjoy this. But that Man. the end of that first episode really does. That's uh, what sells it. Establish a tone. In. It pulls you in. Yeah, because the rest of it is like, all right, we, it's just another superhero thing. And, and they're, like, they're, they're exploring things we've already explored a billion times. And then he explores the inside of their bodies. Then he explores the inside <laughs> of his friends. <laughs> Jesus. So hyperviolent. Anyways, it's it great. is really hyperviolent. Yeah. I Today, Russia is the top diamond producing country, followed by Botswana, Canada, Angola, and That's South not Africa. What we need to know, though. There are four basic kinds of diamond mining, <laughs> alluvial mining, pit mining, underground mining, and marine mining. Mm. Oh, okay. That's where only your friend Marine does and the mining. Kevin, just so you know, I conflict conflict diamonds do still exist. We're talking about conflict. blood. We're talking about blood diamonds. Oh. Blood diamonds. Oh yeah, man. Shining in the sky. Blood diamonds. And and, and apparently there's a call here for, for us to stop mining for diamonds, mineral resource exploitation causes irreversible damage to the natural environment shown through negative impacts on water sources, air quality, wildlife, soil quality, and climate change consideration. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. I like to sparkle. Let me sparkle. Maybe it's a hot take of mine, but man, I could, I never totally, I've never, never understood the, the look at my shiny rock. Yeah. Look at my shiny rock we're mentality. Boys. I, I we're just that, boys. I, I think could look not at, care. I think, yeah, we are just boys. But I also think that the 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 sh- look at my shiny diamond thing is a, is either a gateway to or directly connected to like obsessions with cl- uh, plastic surgeries. Whoa, that's a that's a big that's not where I expected the sentence <laughs> no. to go. At I think all. it's connected because it's a status, right? Like me, me have big ring, me have big rock on hand, mean me have money. I think there's well, somewhat of a correlation there, but I that would be like one of those huge, not just the normal like diamond ring, 
one of those like ones those that's fat. what i'm saying like yeah. big giant rock is like look at this because big because really it is a look at this kind of thing right look look at this look and at see this. look at this and see my status in life yeah to it's a like point. wearing those those apple the new apple yeah the new apple like headphones that are like six hundred dollars yeah like that's not because people want something that's like the best quality you could possibly get it's like look at me i've got a little bit of hoo-ha on me well yeah sure 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 there's there's status and and wealth and power and control connected to all that stuff but i would contend that there's not a direct one-to-one correlation between those (laughs) two things i would say it's either a gateway or a direct connection that's my that's my final thoughts on that i think i think the i think the uh the plastic surgery is too connected to like self to be considered in the same realm. I don't think people are doing that for status as point. much as they're doing it for. Oh yeah, um, you think so? Self-esteem. Yeah. I think people with status can get it more readily than people without, but I think people are doing it more for self-image, holding on to youth, self-confidence, beauty I mean, standards, I think that, all that I think stuff as that was to... I think maybe that was the original I don't think anybody's percentage. going like I've got money and I, you know how I want people to know that I have money. A new nose. <laughs> Actually, I think people are doing that. And that, in fact, I think it's young people doing that because it's young people who are like, I want, I don't, I want to change the way I look. But also, I know that when I do that, it's going to be obvious I changed the way I look. And I think that the obvious, the aspect of it being obvious is the idea that like you want to outwardly share that. Sure, but you changed yourself. I just think it's different than a diamond. That's all I'm saying. I think it. I think it's connected. Different I think van- than I think, a diamond. I think vanity. I think vanity. I think it's all in the world of vanity. Vanity rentals. Vanity. Yes. yes. Vanity fair. Van- vanity fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're talking about the fair, fair vanity. You know, what I was speaking of rocks. I saw a video today that made me like something that I think everybody knows about but isn't talked about how amazing it is is those monks and those martial artists that can like break a rock in half with their finger yeah. it seems impossible yeah I don't understand it any of that stuff that they do I think Have you that... ever believed in yourself 110% of the time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, no. Joe, you're right. You, it's like it's kind of true. It's one of those things where it's like I think that we are are capable of things that we do can't believe we're capable of, and I think that if you practice hard enough at something, like this even dude was like just taking his one index finger and just going <clears throat> and on a yeah. big rock that would split in half. Because he uh, cause, what? Because do you think that maybe that there's like, um, like um pressure points on like things like I'm that sure, i'm sure yeah that they the learn it's about like over time on yeah. another thing yeah for sure and there's the yelling the the sounds that are made it's what do they call that inertia thing. or is that physics what is that no, i don't think it's inertia it's monk wizardry it's monk wizardry you don't think inertia has a little bit to do with it just lightning from his finger because inertia is the speed in which your hands <laughs> moving right isn't that what inertia is uh, I speed have of, no idea. The speed at which your hand, the speed at which your hand is. is moving, is your speed. <laughs> inertia is a property of matter by which it continues in its existing state of rest or uniform motion in a straight line, unless that state is changed by an external force. The power no, required to overcome friction and the inertia what? of the moving parts. Ain't no rock stopping no monk inertia. No Monk, way, man. Dude, Monk Inertia is a good band Monk name. Inertia. Monk Inertia. <laughs> but there's got to be a like bunch you can of like. Combine it, Monk Inertia. <laughs> but do you think that they like pick rocks specifically? You know, I don't know. I would love to something? learn more about it, but I think people just see that and be like, "Oh, that's crazy." But like, let's, when you actually think about it, like, what the fuck are they doing? That's insane. Let's see if we can uh, explain. Like, I'm explain five. this. Explain, explain like I'm five rocks. What is it? Rock splitting? Man, Steve's like <laughs> on this 
research binge yeah, today. Yeah, what's He's going like on? on Here we go. Explain like I'm five. How stone splitting works. <laughs> okay. That's the name of the episode. How does How... stone splitting work? <laughs> it's based on a principle called cleavage. <laughs> I love We're it. Stone splitting sections. Already as hell. in. It's oh, so cool. <laughs> Where the mineral has layers or sections that will break cleanly. This link explains it a little better about gemstones, but the principle is similar for other rocks and minerals such as granite or stone. Whoa, here's another person what saying. What if it's just like insanely easy to do and all you have to do is just find the right rock in the right well, place to put it and it doesn't take like any <laughs> effort and it's just all I know, I, but just people don't like only <laughs> don't certain take people the time get bothered to, yeah. to look into it. <laughs> yeah. This says a series of holes are drilled along the line where the split is desired. This creates a weaker plane in the rock. This Wedges. is not what we're talking about. This is not. Just, this is like splitting, like picking a stone and like using tools, I think. To okay, okay. This is, this, is this is not monk inertia. This is not monk inertia. Okay, how about this? Explain like I'm five. How can hands be able to break stone? Ooh, um, oh, mm. I think we're on the monk inertia. It's not now. breaking stone. It's breaking cinder blocks. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. Nope. First, after years of training, your skin is tougher and bones are harder, but that's okay. not the key. Anyone who has done this will tell you that the cinder block is easier than wood, and that's pretty easy. These materials were selected because of their ease in breaking. That's what I was thinking. The block is porous, somewhat hollow, and filled with millions of tiny cracks already, similar to the soft wood pine used in boards. It's a neat uh, trick, but not difficult if you get over know. the psych out part of it. Man, this guy's like a real big, he's a real big guy hitting things cynic. Yeah. <laughs> it says it's author, not, this author is not on board. It says it's your, not a, <laughs> with your tomfoolery. It's not that big of a deal. It says it's about applying, applying force over a weakness. So it's, it's, it's not a matter of hardness versus hardness. It says cinder blocks and other stones slash ceramics are chock full of pores and cracks and thus should never be used under tension where cracks are subjected to the opening forces. So yeah, maybe they're just using under tension. They're using materials that are maybe a little bit easier to like break. Do you yeah. think that's is that a good answer? Maybe. Look, I'm not I am not you gonna underestimate satisfied? the the mind power of these monks. They do some crazy bodily stuff. They spend their lives fine tuning their brains and their mm -hmm. physical prowess. So who knows? You know? Who knows? It's cool. It's like a superpower. It, it also says here that it that the trick is an application of the force, not the material. It Star Wars. And it says it takes training to remove yeah, the mental barriers right. to actually strike a hard object with all your strength. They're fucking Jedi. They're so Jedi. you're stopping. You're stopping your. So it's like. Uh, so there there is a bit of training I think involved in this because the idea Mentally. is is that. Yeah. yeah the mental barrier of not wanting to hurt yourself and strike a hard object makes you want to like not makes you stop putting your whole body into it yeah. but if you put your whole body into it and you're not scared like your a whole fine-tuned body your whole you know mm -hmm. it's not like it's not like mr soft trying to bust a rock you know what i'm saying so it does seem like it's equal <laughs> parts <Soft>. training <laughs> and uh, and hardening your skin and your bones and your wrist ligaments and choosing the right kind of materials, Kevin. How long do you think it would take me to learn it? I think you should give it a shot. Why don't we make That's a weekly a weekly reoccurring what, segment yeah. called Kevin Hits Something? Well, and if you want my practice. real... If you want my real answer, I think that you'll give up on it real quick. Oh, that's hurtful. He doesn't think you have the juice. Uh, but um, I think it, if you really put your heart and soul into it, maybe it would take like a year. You think one year? Yeah. If you put he your heart and soul into it. you go up to it. like five years. He said you don't have the juice, Kevin. How do you feel I about that? He's, I, he's I think completely you, wrong. Do you think you have the juice? If I put, if I had the resources and the security to just put my heart into that shit 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I guess anybody could, huh? Yeah. yeah. You could do it, Steve. Fucking believe it, in yourself. Yeah, I mean, dude. I guess God. 
Well, you, we can all be Doctor Strange. I guess I don't want to do that. We can all have monk inertia. <laughs> I guess I just don't want to do I that. I don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to spend my time doing that. <laughs> but you then could start what? a new. Then what well, will I do? <laughs> well, then you start a new TikTok and YouTube channel called Where you're just One Punch Day. Every day and then you punch. Those... Those videos will go viral. This is, I'm, I'm pivoting, <laughs> pivoting from comedy to smashing Ooh. rocks. No, dude, you could own the comedy yeah, slash rock smashing subgenre. Why? <laughs> why does he? Why can't it be funny? Why can't you smash things and be funny? Why? Give me Steve? an example of how that <laughs> could work. <laughs> I got one for you. You, uh, know, of course. If you, were Bro- if you were Brock Baker, for instance, you'd be doing it in a very loud Gilbert Gottfried voice. I did not inhale. <laughs> Bill Clinton. <laughs> so there, there is a world. There is a world. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Steve. Get to work is what I'm saying. Get to work, Steve. Why do you think Michael Sarah has not said anything about Jonah Hill and his controversy? Why? I don't think he needs why? to get involved. Yeah, I know. I know. But usually sometimes people will come to like, you know, when there's controversy about a friend, usually people will come out and be like, hey, I just wanted to say that this guy's a good guy, but maybe he's made some mistakes or something. But because no then he's that. in the conversation and then it's like then he's going to get attacked by everybody on the Internet from both sides. If he even says anything good or bad, there's no well, way so to you- like. You think the better you think it's better to just let your friends suffer through it without help? I think you're making uh, it a mighty publicly. Assumption. But well, that's what I mean. Like maybe you're doing stuff behind the scenes or something and that's nice, but you know, like if someone is like under the gun and uh and they're being like dragged through the mud or something in a Jonah public thing, but isn't this Jonah Hill thing like ten weeks ago? What's going on? Why are we talking about this? <laughs> No, I'd like to. I'd article. just like to know why you think that Michael Sarah hasn't said. Also, anything. I, I think, think there's been proof that like it, he did. He it was pretty fucked up, and maybe Michael Sarah thinks, man, that's fucked up. And yeah, I don't maybe really he did. Maybe he's not. Fr- yeah, maybe they're not yeah. friends or something. Yeah. Also, that's a good answer. That's what I was gonna say. My, I think my Michael oh, Sarah no. and Jonah Hill. I, I think we are. We are. We are projecting assumptions that they are real life best friends. Is that an established thing, or are we taking a movie trope? And throwing it on the situ the situation. That's a good. I never uh, pictured them I'm as saying. best that's a good friends. Because like ever since Superbad, what more have they done? Jonah Hill's often done his own thing, and Michael Sarah's kind of just sometimes around. Yeah. I just did a I just did a high school uh, high schoolers today high schoolers watch high school mo- movies from the two thousands high school comedies at React, and it was a good little refresher course for a. There were some funny flicks back then, but b. Uh, Michael Sarah was the king of the 2000s, and yeah. Lindsay Lohan was the queen. They were oh. in so many movies. Show it. Can you give us an example of some of the movies? Sure. We had Michael Sarah in uh, Super Bad, Juno. Those were both on the list. I didn't... no, I mean, oh, Scott okay, Gilbert. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. not just Michael Sarah though. Like, what were these two? The, you said what era were you choosing? Two thousands. Um, so two thousand. Yeah, give me like a top five two thousands high school. Well, the movies I covered were, let me see off the top of my head, Juno, uh, um, Superbad, Napoleon Dynamite, Mean Girls, Freaky Friday, 17 Again, which, by the way, guys, is a very good movie if you've never seen it. That's Zac Efron, isn't it? Yeah, and it's very funny. Uh, Zac Efron uh, and um, Matthew Perry and, oh, my God, why can't I remember his name off the top of my head? He's the writer that's in everything. Uh, I'll get back to it. Um, uh, the writer that's in everything. College road trip. You guys wouldn't know. Euro trip. Uh, I, I didn't do Girl Next Door, but Girl Next Door is on that list. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. There's like a really yeah. good. There's a really good uh, spattering of of movies that we talked about. There's a couple that I I, I covered that I'm not remembering, but and, yeah. and you showed some of these clips to younger folks, and they mm-hmm. were like, and they, what did they think? They lost their. They all know Mean Girls, all of them. Yeah. There was a surprising lack of having seen Napoleon Dynamite. I thought that reverberated through the culture a little bit more, but that's it interesting. Didn't. So it's it's going more to cult classic mm-hmm. rather than. They had maybe not all seen Superbad, but just showing them the McLovin clip where he shows them the license, they loved it. Like, every, like across the board, they were laughing their Dude, asses. Dude, that movie's saw- like 
pretty fucked up now if you if you it is it is not very it's essentially a movie about (laughs) kids trying to get girls drunk to have sex with them like that's what yeah i just recently saw a thing that said that that was like voted the top comedy of the of the past like decade or yeah like one of interesting it's it was like yeah when in my research they were saying it's the not just the best high school comedy of all time one of them but one of the best comedies of all time i I guess i I didn't know it was it was respected on that level. Well, I mean, you know, for us, Joe, like growing up, like when that movie came out, it was like the beginning of movies where like people were talking to each other the way that you like talk to your friends. The Judd Apatow, super casual, Seth Rogen, yeah, improvised comedy. Yep. Yeah, like the script is an outline, and then you just let your funny friends kind of fill in the gaps. Yep. And I think it like get Paul Rudd in here. Yeah. And yeah. they try like they they that like style of comedy like w- ruled for a little while and like now 10 it's kind of like Yeah. Yeah, it feels like the next thing is ready. But uh but but when Superbad came out, it for us it was like holy shit. This is like revolutionary comedy because it's like it's super fun. They probably spent nothing on it to make it and uh and just had fun. You could tell it was just like people having fun making like a comedy. And I think uh seth rogan and evan goldberg like wrote that when they were in high school they started the <laughs> right? script when they were like 13 and it's then crazy just like kept developing developing it over years and years and then it got to the point where you know seth rogan was supposed to be in the lead role yeah um but he, he got, got too, too old, old by the time <laughs> yeah. it was made so yeah they start they jump started the career of one jonah hill full circle back to you steve dude owen and i were talking about this idea we had like decades ago where i want i really wanted john lovitz to play my dad in it i had like a really (laughs) fun role and a really fun idea and uh the the other this is going to be very uh this is going to be a little morbid but you know the the death of paul rubens which we could talk about a little bit was like a little a bit devastating to some of us gen uh gen xers millennials whatever you want to call it. They grew us. up watching Pee-wee's Playhouse. They grew up watching Pee-wee. Yeah. It was kind of devastating. And so we were talking about that and Owen was like, holy shit. He like sent me this article about John Lovitz and he's like, oh my God, Lovitz is next, isn't he? Because he's like up there in age and we don't expect it. And he's like, so he's like, and I was like, dude, that's a horrible thing to say because I really want him to play my dad in that hmm. thing still. And he's like, honestly, I think you could play your dad in that thing. Now. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. That's totally what happened with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. They're probably yeah. like, no, I want to be in this. This is I wrote this for me. And they're like, yeah. no, we got to get these young kids in there, man. <laughs> they're not going to believe you're a high schooler. Um, John Lovitz, one of my favorite stories about that dude is how Lorne Michaels like publicly kept only John Lovitz when he obliterated the cast on SNL. Do you remember that story? Oh, no, I didn't know that in the 80s spot for Lovitz. Well, in the eighties, you know, uh, there was a there was a there's a period of time there's a like a two year three year gap where Lorne Michaels left SNL, and I think it was run by Dick Ebersol. I think okay so there was this three-year time where it was not lauren michael's baby so he goes away the 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 show kind of like uh you know per how you snl usually does it there's ups and downs it's probably considered more of a low time but john lovitz does become part of the cast during this time so lauren michaels comes back and on the final episode of that season uh on like the they do a sketch where the entire cast like dies in a fire the entire cast (laughs) and then lauren michaels comes on and he goes like except for you and he takes john lovitz with him wait i think i've seen this john lovitz is the only one i think the only cast member to come back the next year holy shit (laughs) i think i that's amazing i think i remember this this was like right before david spade and chris farley and all Mm -hmm. them right before the bad boys of snl yeah this yeah this was that was a big time for snl and doesn't it really come down to the cast like at the end of the day like oh, that? 100%. Yeah. Dude, John Lovitz is a so funny. Legendary talent. He's just mm-hmm. so fucking funny. So and funny. I, I it makes me sad that he didn't at least get to uh drain 
the audience's will to live like fucking Rob Schneider did. <laughs> like he should have uh, been making movies. But then you wouldn't be movies. saying the same thing about him. You know, I don't know though because like, let's think of someone similar. I was gonna say like Norm Macdonald is a little bit similar in the sense that like he got to do a bunch of really dumb movies and star in them, but they were like bad and they sucked. But he was still good. good. Yeah. Like Rob Schneider made bad movies and then like ended up being kind of not great himself. Well, himself. you know what I think the difference is? Uh, one, I don't think we're correctly remembering how I think well John Lovitz did, but he did. I guess it in that's a, true. Like he was in so much. He stuff. was. Yeah, like, but he was like supporting mostly. Yeah, but I think there's a re the main reason for that is that I think John Lovitz was one of those like that dude's an actor. Like he's yeah. a he's an actor slash like I think more capable serious artist. Who yeah. happened to like trip and fall into comedy into and SNL? Comedy stuff. Even though I think I'm pretty sure he was a Groundlings guy, but like yeah. I don't, I think like his skill set wasn't like he, I don't think he was ever meant to be nor wanted to be. I could be wrong. Like the Adam Sandler of the world, mm. like he could take roles in anything and everything. Like he's one of the most brilliant parts of A League of Their Own. Yeah. He's in it for like five minutes, but he's one of the most memorable people. In I mean, movie. that's the thing. He yeah. That's what he does. He's like in the movie for five minutes and ends up being like the funniest part of it, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, kind of cool, I guess. Maybe that's what he wanted. We did see him like lead. Do you remember that? Like, um, was it what was the name of that movie? Oh, High School High. Is that what yes. it was called? Yes. Whoa. High School High. So he was like the star of that movie and it was like a dangerous minds stand and deliver parody kind yep. of okay but with more but lean more into dangerous minds and dangerous minds for those youngins was a movie about um who was the woman was it michelle pfeiffer or something <laughs> i can't remember yeah, yeah 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 michelle pfeiffer was she the teacher she was the teacher yep so she's a teacher for a bunch of like inner city like marginalized like people of color and like mm -hmm. a like a um like a slum in new york or something and yeah. she had all these like gangster like real like rough <laughs> like teenage okay. dudes transitioning into adults uh kind of school thing and it's like really like uh dramatic and and she's like trying to save these kids with education and so they did like a parody of that with john lovitz as the lead i see and, uh, you know, maybe it's like one of those things where it's like too much of John Lovitz is not that great of a thing at the end of the day. But I think it, it, it came down to, for me, at the end of the day, I think Lovitz just needed a good script to headline. And I think yeah, maybe if they, maybe I if like the Safties who did like Uncut Gems or yeah. like, like, could you imagine if like Paul Thomas Anderson got John Lovitz instead of Adam Sandler it for Punch work. Drunk Love? Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> he, he can handle the drama, man. He's totally. Like a real, he's a really emotive, great, uh, great actor in that way. So, um, so I'm looking through his IMDb. Yeah, I, he's just one of those dudes that always just picked up little work here and there. Right. And it's Three not Amigos, like... Brave Little Toaster, Big, My I mean... Stepmother is an Alien. He was in Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> My stepmother's an alien. Uh, Fievel goes west. A League of Their Whoa. Own. Mom and, Mom and Dad Save the World. Dude, Mom and Dad Save the World is like, have you ever seen that movie, Joe? Long time ago. Long Dude, time I ago. Need to, I, need to, I need to write this down because, dude, Mom and Dad Save the World is <laughs> so bonkers. <laughs> but... Uh, because John Lovitz is like, uh, it, dude, this movie's bonkers. It's like Jeffrey Jones and like Kathleen Turner or something. I can't remember who the woman is, but they they go to space. They go on like they're going on like a vacation. They're like a like two parent. They're like a okay. they have two kids and they're like going off on their first vacation without their kids, and then they get like sucked into like some other planet where John Lovitz is the ruler of the planet. And he's so funny, dude. He's so good. See, that's a cool thing. That's something he could have done more of is played like the You know how Will Ferrell played like a villain forever, like a funny villain in like every movie? Barbie. Like in Zoolander. 
Yeah, yeah, and Zoolander and Barbie and Lego Movie and all that shit. Like, I think Lovitz could have done that really well. Yeah, and I think he had his pop soon there. And then we can't we can't disregard the fact that like he created one of like the most undergroundly cult classic animation shows oh, yeah, with the critic. Dude. Like, and the critic, dude, the critic lasted from ninety four to two thousand one. I didn't know it lasted that long. And everybody talks about like you know Futurama and The Simpsons and and like uh, even though the critic wasn't graining it was like some of the other guys i thought right it wasn't groaning um but i'm not sure who it was yeah it was, it was jay, like jay sherman yeah but the but oh, wait, the no. that was the name of the character that was right? the name of the character yeah but 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 i think it was Al like, yeah dude it was yeah, Al Jean and simpsons, mike reese yeah. right and and so it was like real funny simpsons guys like did the critic and so it was like simpsons funny with like movie critic jokes mm -hmm. i really loved that show kevin you ever see that no so much of what you're talking about is <laughs> it's just lost just blind to me yeah mm -hmm. but it was about, also even john lovitz like i know who he is but like the fact that you guys are like hailing him as such like a genius like that never crossed my mind yeah uh, like his name isn't thrown around ever mm -mm. for me never it's, was. Uh, it's uh, he's a uh, he's from a time forgotten pretty um, much yeah, yeah. well the, the crazy thing about the critic too is that it was the perfect john lovitz vehicle because it was just john lovitz like the, yeah. even the even the character was just an animated like offshoot <laughs> yeah. of john lovitz <laughs> yeah and they and they made him like a they they were making fun of movie critics and tv critics and stuff for sure like and he was, you know, John Lovett. So he's like this overweight cartoon character, too. And they like totally made him like stuff his face with food. And <laughs> and like his stomach was like a character in the show. Oh, that's <laughs> right. His stomach yeah. would talk to him in an accent like this, boy. Like he talked like Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn to him. Uh, yep. It was, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a fun little thing. But it was a good show. It, honestly, that show was ahead of its time. Maybe, maybe inappropriate. Like, like in the way that we talk about how super bad if we watched it now, yeah. we'd be like, uh oh, that joke, yep. or like, yeah, the motivation uh -oh. in this, uh oh. Well, that's most things these days. Everybody looks back and they're like, Care Bears. Uh oh, uh oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> how come there wasn't a black Care Bear? Uh oh. Uh oh. oh. <laughs> there wasn't a Mexican one either. Uh oh. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, What's on the Mexican's belly? What, I what, mean, what is? What do you mean? Because they what each had like a what, you know a, how they all have a, a, a thing on their belly. Oh, uh, that's funny. I get maybe like a <laughs> like there's. What were you gonna say? Well, because because <laughs> I'm trying to remember that the Care Bears like what what was what did it what did the thing on their tummy I think mean? Some of them. It was like, just their power or it had like a connection. variations of their their name, like Grumpy Bear and hearts and stuff. So like Grumpy Bear had like uh, like a, like, like like a, a rain cloud. Yeah. And I think like the drips from the cloud were like hearts. Belly <laughs> yeah. badges. They're called belly badges. They are not called belly <laughs> <Yeah>. badges. <laughs> <laughs> belly badges. Oh, my goodness. What the fuck? How, dude, guys, how did belly badges not become something like if tramp stamp became yeah. a thing why are <laughs> belly we not badge. belly badges <laughs> this yeah, is here's this all the is, bears yeah we're belly badge is coming it's not it's it's we're, we're too early for belly badges belly badges oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my gosh guys each care bear of, is a different color or shade and has a unique image on its stomach referred to in various media as belly badge or tummy symbol and ooh. represents its personality okay Wait, yeah. pause. Speaking of tummies, speaking of belly badges, I want to talk about the things that are right below those. Have you oh, ever yeah. used your underwear to be mood setters? Have you ever oh, had yeah. a favorite pair for a special occasion, like talking yeah. about belly badges? Or yes. for when oh. you're feeling a bit lucky, like showing what's under your belly badge? These are like butt badges. <laughs> Let's talk about the times when the a right pair badge. of undies help you feel more like yourself. We all have something we like to wear when we want to feel confident, comfortable, and or attractive. MeUndies opens up a whole new world where every pair of underwear is good enough to be the one for a specific feeling or occasion. For instance, Steve's going to friggin' Star Wars land and he's wearing those lightsaber undies. Yeah, yeah, I know I he is. Yeah, damn right, yeah. I am. 
MeUndies is here to expand your horizons by offering a variety of undies that can be your perfect match no matter the occasion or the mood. Fancy a fun and vibrant day? Choose from our wide range of bold colors. Ready for a break or a sweat? Our Move On collection is designed for dynamic movement. Wanting some downtime? Classic hues offer the ideal comfy vibe. Guys, what style or color of me undies is your favorite? Go, quick. Oh, no. Ah! Oh, I've got one with a bunch of mythical creatures on it, like a unicorn and Sasquatch. I got some of the Grogu ones. You said Grogu. I thought you said girl goo. And I was like, what? <laughs> Speaking of tummy, tummy stamp or whatever. <laughs> girl goo. Girl goo. Um, guys, it's not just the undies. They also do socks. They also do really comfy pants. They do bralettes. They do everything. There's onesies that are nice Ooh. and comfy Ooh. too. And they, like they said, bold colors. If you want be like, hey, I feel like red undies. Or you can be like, I want to cover my junk with tacos. You're going to have the option. Mm. You're going to have the option. Imagine mm. wearing undies and bralettes crafted from the softest, stretchiest, and most breathable fabric that feels like a second skin. And there's more. Like I said, mm -hmm. loungewear, onesies, socks, and other cozy delights just waiting to be explored. Each month, pick a pair of undies, socks, or bralette to expand your comfort wardrobe right in your mailbox. Plus, enjoy savings up to 30% on your regular MeUndies fixes. Also, members get early access to exclusive deals and fresh arrivals. So being a MeUndies member turns your mailbox into a monthly box of happiness. Get ready for the call to action. Call to action proceed <laughs> to enjoy a 25% yeah. discount on your first order. <laughs> Hold for cough and free shipping. Head over to meundies.com slash valley. And here's our promise to you. If you're not completely satisfied, it's on MeUndies. So why wait? Get 25% off your first order at meundies.com slash valley. What's up, dude? <laughs> there is we that, go. Is he just waking up? He's just waking up. Yeah. What are you guys going to do today? Have you guys gonna, played? Or go ahead. He's going to go play with his friend. They're going to go have a little play date. Oh, that's oh, cute. Yeah. yeah. Have a Joe, play did date. you guys ever play Pikmin? I couldn't get into the game. I tried it, and I was incredibly bored with that game. Like oh, yeah. years ago or recently? Years ago when the first one came out, I tried. Couldn't do it. Because I, like um, I was talking to some friends about it because, uh, you know, Nintendo – loves pikmin they mm -hmm. like they even put the put some in um they love their little olimar in nintendo land they yeah. put like little hidden pikmin that's oh, cute I didn't know that yeah and so it's like they're really they really like lean into the pikmin thing i guess because it's one of their like original properties yeah i mean it might go like mario link donkey kong I'm not well, going to exclude Pokemon because I kind of think they're in their own subset. Mar yeah. Mario? Yeah. So Mario, Link, Kirby, Metroid. Metroid. Mega Man's not technically Nintendo, so I'm not going to say Mega Man. What about uh, Star Fox? Star Fox. And then we got probably right below that Olimar. Yeah. I think. Whoa. Pikmin? Yeah. 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 yeah they, I mean, people love it. And uh, Kevin, had you even heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. Because that was the crazy thing. Enough. Yeah. Like I, I talked to some friends it. about it while we were playing Fortnite, and I was like, "The new Pikmin came out. I might get it because I've never played any of them." And uh, I have friends who like love it. Yeah. And they were like, "What the fuck is Pikmin?" <laughs> like there was like three or four people in my life that are like you know nerds, gamers into movies and shit that had never even heard of it. Before. And now they're not in your life anymore. Are and they? now they're not. I've cut they're them out, out. completely out. How dare Good. you not know what Pikmin is? What is this? <laughs> But, uh, Get off of my message board. But it, Joe, it's one of those. It's like one of those. Like uh, it's almost like StarCraft, but without the like. It's a puzzle solving oh, game. Fun shit. It's, <laughs> yeah. it, I'm pretty sure it's like a. It's like a. It's like a puzzle solving. It's a casual game, yeah. right? Like it's not very difficult, and you can very anybody can pick it up. I think it can. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I do think there's a, a certain level of challenge with it, though. I just didn't. I just didn't find it engaging, personally. Yeah. The yeah. originals, but I, I, I cannot speak for what's been made since. Well, it's interesting because, like, yeah, I never played any of the original ones, but I knew they existed. I just was like, oh, that's cute and shit, but I, I don't really have – I don't really care. I didn't really I, – I feel like it came yeah. out at a time where I was like, I want to play God of War and, like, things <laughs> yeah. like that that were kind of, like, more violent and fucked up. 
Uh, Pikmin is a real-time strategy and puzzle video game series created by Shigeru Miyamoto and published by Nintendo. The game's oh, focus... so it is a Miyamoto game. Mm-hmm. That the game's focus on directing respect. a horde of plant-like creatures called Pikmin in order to collect items by destroying obstacles, avoiding hazards, and fighting fauna that are hazardous to both the player character and the Pikmin. So you're basically on another planet, and you're Olimar, and... Uh, you're this like little space little dude, space dude, and yeah. you're using you're using this race of the species to, to like... complete complete tasks. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, it's like lemmings almost. Like it's mm-hmm. got like a lemmings, but the RTS aspect of it is interesting because it is it is like it is like real time strategy, like a war like a StarCraft or like a Warcraft or something, where you like select a big For group kids. of guys and yeah. then you go go do that. Yeah, and you like assign See, no, them to like, little tasks. Tell. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan. It. I mean, but nope. the thing is, is like I have friends who are like sucked into it right mm-hmm. now. That Every are like, time I've tried to play those this. style of games, I cannot do it for some reason. Where it's yeah. like the over the head and you have to like pit, even like Diablo. I know. Like, Diablo just, is the is the I most. I can't do pick, it. I think Diablo is a little, little. God, I when you I, having not played Pikmin, maybe I can't say this, but Diablo is actually not really that complicated. It's or... just a hack and slash. It's literally <laughs> hack and slash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think it's like complicated. It's just boring, like Joe said. I just don't, you just don't like that. get sucked in. I don't get yeah. sucked in. Yeah. You know what else I couldn't get sucked into, which is interesting, uh, and people love? I could, I and I love RPGs, right? Like, I, I love a good Chrono Trigger. I love a good yeah. Final Fantasy. Like, I don't mind those type of games, but I, uh, Animal Crossing, Nope, want nothing to it do with it. It never did anything for you. I mean, it just it just I find it boring. Like I'm yeah. very very bored. Like farms I was close. I was and to stuff it. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well I love those games. I think it's because it's like you know, the, there's so many games even at the time Animal Crossing originally came out. It was like there were so many fucking games. And it was like uh, most of them were similar FPS or side scroller or 3D shooter kind of thing. And so whenever they would come out with something a little different than that, I would be like all on board to give it a shot. And with Animal Crossing, it was like I've always been fascinated and love Japanese like pop culture and just the cutesy. I mean, it's such a Japanese game. Yeah, it's that's what's so great about it exactly it's like weird and bizarre has not the gameplay it's the actual just exactly like what you're seeing yeah yeah to me that was that drew me in and then playing it you're right it certainly can be boring because you're not you're not like doing anything really other than like paying a raccoon to live and there's no like deadlines (laughs) to get things done or anything no there's no deadline but but that see that was kind of the draw of it especially Mm -hmm. like Man, when that fucking that Animal Crossing that released right when the lockdown happened, it was crazy. It was crazy. like they couldn't have planned for a better release for that. Right. And it was just like all you wanted to do was not be in the current world we were living in. We wanted yeah. to be somewhere yep. else. And Animal Crossing was like the perfect escape from that. Yeah. It was like less of a game, a wholesome, just like experience, more yeah. of a way of life. Yeah, yeah, and I understand how that could be like not entertaining for people that kind of want more out of their game experience. And I, yeah, I wonder if there's a crossover of people that like an Animal Crossover, if you will, oh. of people who like Animal Crossing and also like Pikmin. Well, my Venn diagram of like interests when it comes to games and stuff like that, I think they do line up with Animal Crossing. My well, the the one part of my Venn diagram that might not, I guess, is just age and responsibility. Like. Yeah, it's hot because I feel like you really got to be able to indulge in a game like that. And I'm like, um, I'm three hours in and I got to feed the kids. Whoops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm similar where I like the fast pace. Like you can feel like you accomplish something within like 30 minutes and feel like, oh, I feel satisfied that this was just like a 30 minute fast little fun time. Speaking of, I'm still trotting through Zelda. I'm taking my goddamn time, dude. I love it. And and I'll go over to like my girlfriend's place while she's working and I'll just like play Zelda until she's go. off work. And it's such a time like time just speeds up. You're like, "Whoa. I can't believe how long I've been playing this." Yeah. So it's like a really good like 
the sound doesn't even need to be on to enjoy mm-hmm. it. I feel mm-hmm. like you could just like run around and do time, odd jobs. Time kind of disappears in that game because you'll go like like Kevin was saying, it's like I got a half an hour. I'm gonna go do a task. I'm gonna go do a yeah. task in this game. I'm gonna go find mm-hmm. a shrine or I'm gonna go uh, bring that dude that chicken and. You go, you go do that, and then you end up doing like maybe one or two tasks that are right in the same area, and then you look at the clock, and it's like, oh my god, I've been isn't that crazy? Hour and a half. This is okay. I got to put it down. And it's crazy because it's like you literally just went to do that one thing, and that's how long it actually took for real. Mm -hmm. Like right now, um, I'm trying to upgrade my like armor, my outfits and stuff. Yeah, and uh, I'm a big collector of like the outfits. I always like in t- in uh, Breath of the Wild. I had like Gotta all get the them weird all. outfits and stuff. Um, but you can upgrade them by like getting pieces of like dragon scales, yeah, and yeah. dragon claws and stuff. And I'm like, well, okay, well now, so I, I have a mission. I like, I want to, I need to get dragon scales. So I gotta like go into one of the towers, fly around in the sky and wait for like a dragon to show up and then target that dragon and hope I can make it to him in time before he like goes away. (laughs) away. And then once you're near the dragon, you're like, you got to like shoot it on like somewhere specific. Like if you want a claw, you got to shoot his hand. If you want to scale, you got to shoot his body. If you want a tooth, you got to shoot its mouth. Yeah, and yep. you're like, it's really like challenging. And then you do that and you're like, fuck, it's been an hour. That's crazy. <laughs> like it took an hour to go find a dragon and get a dragon scale. But yep. I love it, dude. I love dude, it. Dude, you and talking I'm- about the getting the outfits for shit made me remember your Elden Ring character that you made. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, yeah, that dude. was bonkers. It was like a he's ginger just like Shrek. Shrek. He's like Shrek with a <laughs> tiny head. <laughs> he had red hair or like red chest hair. Yeah, he had red fluffy like- hair. <laughs> it's so gross looking, and he's like, and I'll have him with like his clothes off, so he's just got the loincloth. He's holding like a big sword and a shield. Oh, <laughs> like, dude, will you be your shit? will you be your elder Elden Ring character for Halloween this year? <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Oh, you just carry funny. around a picture of of your character so you can just hand it to people. <laughs> oh. That's good. I like That'd that. Be, that would be wonderful. Did you guys see, did you go see Ninja Turtles yet? Uh-uh. You I'm going to see it tomorrow morning. Nice, dude. Did you guys see it? No, I really Not want yet. to. I think it looks great. Jackson yeah. wants to see it? Is Jackson he, is he wants stoked? to see it, yeah. Yeah. Dude, Barbie just passed one billion. One billion, yeah. It passed a billy? A billion, yeah. Greta Gerwig's the first <laughs> solo <laughs> female to do That's it. That's awesome. Wow, good yep. for them. Pretty That's good. Awesome. incredible. And isn't it funny? It just means that we're going to get so many toy I movies I thought of this, now. too. Like every studio is like, why? well, we can make a billion off of all. What do we have? Stretch Armstrong? Let's do it. They're doing a Hot Wheels, or was that a joke? No, they're doing a Hot Wheels. And I think there's like a Slinky movie in the works. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? How do you do a Slinky movie? I wonder Dude, if they'll do it like guys... the Tetris movie. Well, that, yeah, that. I think that cool. happened already, right? That was, The Tetris movie was like about how Tetris was made. Well, that's made. what I'm saying. Maybe they'll do the Slinky It'll movie. It'll be a like, similar like thing. Oh, like the Tetris to, movie. Right? I see, I see, yeah. I see. Yeah. Not an animated talking scene. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Have you guys like, seen the trailers for all the movies that you've been seeing? The trailers that show up of this Gran Turismo <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and how it keeps almost coming out and they keep pushing it or something that's what it feels like have you seen this show (laughs) it should have come out like a year ago or something well sorry which one sorry i was looking at the uh the oppenheimer box office and that's about to cross 500 mil so crazy. i still haven't seen it normal for chris dude uh, i know i'm trying i want to see it in fucking imax 70 millimeter you missed you might have missed the chance man i'm i'm telling you all the screenings are sold out they're they're still sold out yeah crazy i was trying to go on like a monday morning and it's like completely sold out. Me and Ellie trying, got our tickets to oh, go Sunday ahead, morning on a Sunday morning the first weekend, but we got them a month prior right. to Ooh. doing it. Yeah. See, like I've never like I used to do that back back Isn't in the day. Isn't that crazy that it's back to that place? Yeah. Now? I mean, I don't think it's here to stay. I don't no. think another movie's gonna do that until James Cameron or makes another one or something. Yeah. Yeah, this is a weird blip. 
This was like a weird 1990s summer block, right. summer, uh, uh, summer block office it. blip. It's really cool. Yeah, I know. I it's it. so weird. I, I, I also love it. I just, you know, it won't last very long, which makes me yeah. kind of sad. Oh, another movie that I highly recommend that I saw, although Kevin maybe wouldn't highly recommend it, but uh, talk to me. Oh, oh I, I can't highly wait to it. see it. You highly recommend it? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I, I thought you were it. like a little disappointed or something. No, I wasn't disappointed. I just said like it wasn't I think I was similar with you where it wasn't a masterpiece. There was definitely yeah. like parts that were like, "Oh, okay, but overall, yeah. fucking awesome." I just love when a horror movie is good. <laughs> it's it's you, hard. And you I'm know not, the story behind it though, I'm right? I'm not a like, huge horror movie. I didn't fan. know the story until Kevin told me that they're YouTubers or something. Yeah. They are Australian YouTubers that like created these like maniac like stunt slash action videos with like it was unrelated to like yeah yeah practical effects but they were like they were super over the top they were they're just the two insane brothers and they they kind of blow up doing their thing you might have seen some of their videos back in the day they would do like ronald mcdonald fights freddy krueger and they would just beat the shit and it's like bloody and gory and stuff super bloody super gory super over the top they eventually get banned from youtube um so they end up doing i think like a patreon or some kind of like paid subscription thing eventually they go all in they go you know what screw it we want to make a movie and they go all in they invest everything they stop making videos they go let's go find some funding they make this video they throw all their this movie they throw all their eggs in this basket they go to Sundance with it, and it blows up. A24 is like, we, they get into a bidding war. A24 ends up getting it, and basically, it's that story of, like, they threw their whole lives into yeah, this one like thing. Classic. Like classic. So that's what this movie is. This movie yeah. is the movie they made. They, they decided, made this movie, wow, brought it to Sundance. I, I, it makes it even better for me, yeah, actually. Dude. A24 picks it up. They, I love this is their that. first time uh, directing, a, a, I guess, a legit movie. But if you went and watched their YouTube stuff, it was... They're like already movies. already next level. I think their Crazy. stuff is still on YouTube. They just stopped. Yeah. Doing. YouTube. You can always tell like, you know, we when we saw like Mystery Guitar Man, like and like Mike Diva and those guys. Yeah. The Corridor Digital guys. Like we watched those guys Corridor's go from like with like their YouTube with just their stuff YouTube stuff. format. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But those guys, like you could, you could always tell, like early on, like man, these guys are gonna make something interesting. Um, their their group making... was Raka Raka. Raka Raka, yeah. For, for those interested, worldwide that... so far, it's made twenty million dollars. Damn, probably yeah, didn't like cost a... anywhere near that. No, it was it was over a million, I think, at least. It might maybe have been like, like two or something. I don't remember. I remember looking it up though. Uh, here, I'll look it up right now. I'll find the box office. But I'm God just so damn, like, that's what beautiful. A... What a cool thing, right? Just like yeah, I, I I love the story. It's so cool to watch people come off of our digital platform, which isn't legit to the eyes of blah blah blah. And they I just, know, right? <laughs> they just kill it. Yep, it's such a cool story. Uh, let's see, box office twenty budget four point five. So they have quadruple, more than quadruple. They quintuple. Damn, yeah. Plus, and they studios love that. Yep. Studios oh, yeah. love it when you make a cheap well, they're already in fuck talks. movie. They shot, I guess, a scene or like a short film of a prequel to it. Whoa. Of the, of the, that opening scene, Steve. Dude, that's great, dude. Yeah. No way. Like that could be like a, a movie, that opening yeah. scene continuing on as a, or like you see before Or like what was that. happened before, yeah. That's cool, man. Because it definitely lends itself to being the kind of movie that you could keep making There's with Lord. that like totem thing or whatever yeah. yeah i think they got i think they got so much more in the chamber though like sure you can make oh five yeah of those, but first... these guys i think they're gonna this might be especially because a24 picking them up this could be the start of a beautiful relationship I know. I, that's what i was telling steve i was like this was the move like i said i loved it but like it made me mostly excited for their future films totally. like because this totally. could be like where they take off um why do you do you guys think that Lizzo has not said anything about um She did. Uh no, hang on, I'm not finished about Jonah oh. Hill. That's it's real good. Anyway. Uh, I loved her in Super Bad. 
She was so good in that. Uh, last thing that they don't need the shout out, but I was talking to Joe yesterday about Rhett and Link, and they posted a new video yesterday that actually made me laugh out loud for a bit. Oh, because wow. Because there was a part that was so funny, and it's called We 3D Printed Our Farts. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) you guys, I mean, I would at least recommend watching, get like to the 10 minute mark. Cause it's like, they do a very cool thing. It's like a deeper meaning about creativity and like what inspires different artists and stuff. But it's evolved around 3D printing their farts. And wow, that's awesome. It's very, it was one of their best videos they've done in a very long time. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The ending, and then the ending, they go like so artsy and like fucking out there that you're like, okay, they don't give a fuck anymore. They're just doing whatever they. They're want just to having do fun and doing whatever. Shit. Yeah. I uh, love that. Good for them. Those uh, those boys, they're always they've you know for twenty years now. There's just been a like. Did you see that Rhett and Link video? Like, yeah, yeah, every once in a while, you'll get a "Did you see that Rhett and Link video?" Yep. and it and it only happens because it's so good. Mm-hmm. You hear people say, "Have you seen this video?" Yep, I yep, love yep, that yep. for them. I I hope that keeps happening for them until they retire or whatever. I, which is a crazy thing to consider because Kevin and I were talking right, about that too. You're, we're going to blink in like five years. They're going to be 50 years old. So I it's know, like, dude. <laughs> so, but is that crazy? Like, do they go another 10? Do they, because, you know, late like night talk could. show, late night talk show hosts, they go until they're fucking like 70. Like, it's crazy. So and they'll it... also lean into the age thing. They'll do more bits and sketches mm-hmm. and ideas that are based around them being older. And more I think age appropriate. Still, yeah. Yep. So who knows? Um, I'm going to shout out myself. Please go watch um, Hot Dumbs on, on the React channel. I basically took hot ones and made made these people eat the bomb and then make them eat. Oh, they, have, yeah. they have 60 seconds to answer as many elementary level trivia questions <laughs> that so I throw funny. at them as fast as possible. It turned out so much, so much oh, that's fun. Great. Oh, I love that. Hot Dumbs, check it out. That it's could derivative. be uh, an ongoing series, dude. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do some more. Good, good. That's good. very funny. I like that. <gasps> um. All right, well, shit. That was fun. Yeah, guys. What a little talky talk. I love it. I love just like, you know, we're chill. We're hanging. We're doing a little conversation. We did it. Catching up. We did it. That's all it is. We did it. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. It could. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, will you always keep the background now? Is that now like I know. Isn't that funny? It was always that. Yeah, absolutely. It's always been that good. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, dude. I was devastated by that news. I it hit bet. me real hard. It hit me hard knowing how it would probably hit you. It got it was like I had a whole day where I felt like absolute shit and I was like Aww. damn, dude. Pee-wee was so important to me that it like ruined my whole and his last message too was so fucking perfect. Dude, so yeah. crazy. I get the like Man, and such an interesting message too of him being like, "I wanted you, my my, I didn't want my legacy to be like." And then I struggled with cancer at the end yeah. of my life. It's like he wanted his legacy to be Pee Wee, and yep. it totally worked. Because work. all Nobody I've knew. seen on yeah. the internet for the past like, you know, since he died was just like all these beautiful tributes to him and all these like celebrities coming out and saying like incredibly kind things about him and like really amazing stories about how like he just liked people and uh wanted to make people laugh with dumb shit and i highly i super relate to that and he inspired me to kind of live that way since since i was a kid and i saw that weird shit on tv and you're like what the fuck yeah Mm -hmm. kids tv shows i can do this yeah, it was like someone took like the Bozo the Clown show and just made it like weird and like for adults and kids. Yeah. And yep. it was like a brilliant thing that he did with children's television that inspired generations of of future uh, children's television creators. Steve, yeah. you wake up tomorrow and you find uh, out online that over your shoulder there, Cherry, Cherry is the name, yeah, right? Cherry. You find out that Cherry is available in an auction. Oh, my God, dude. To have in your house to <sighs> sit on, how high are you willing to go? 
the problem is is that because of Paul Rubin's death, it would it would like skyrocket. Right. How far? How willing? How 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 deep you gonna go? To have that chair. Mm-hmm. I. It would go for way more than this, but I would put ten grand on that chair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. That's about as much as I'd be like. You could afford as a willing. human. But yeah. you'd you'd go that high, perhaps. That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because it's because it's like it's cherry, dude. It's cherry. Like Pee Wee's farts are all up in there. <laughs> <laughs> could three D print them, <laughs> dude? Somebody could make you that chair someday. Oh, absolutely, dude. That's the other thing. Yeah. You could totally have a replica made of that, and it probably looked just as good. Mm-hmm. And maybe nicer than the real one looks now, because I, th- if the real one exists, if there are several of them that they used or whatever, I bet they're in disrepair. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they weren't taken care of. Look at that. Look at look at Pee Wee's Playhouse just being an early YouTuber set. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They inspired so many fucking people just by being like outside of the box and like yep. put, putting like weird, not matching shapes and like doing that like retro yeah like that retro re- madness or retro cartoon style i guess yeah very cool but yeah go watch some peewees uh in fact i will suggest for those of you that made it this far there's a 1980 special called the peewee herman show and it is the first ever uh like peewee thing he did it at groundlings as like a special show and it got the attention of HBO and they eventually shot the special, but he would do this show. Like he would tour around with this show with Phil Hartman and uh, his whole menagerie. And then HBO was like, let's turn this into a special. And then after that, they made Pee Wee's big adventure and then Pee Wee's playhouse. So I highly recommend checking out that 1980s special. And also another underrated gem, in my opinion, Big Top Pee-wee, the kind of unofficial sequel to Pee-wee's Big Adventure, even though there's kind of like no connection. Uh, But it's a wonderful Pee-wee movie with circus animals. And if that doesn't pique your curiosity enough, Pee-wee has sex. (gasps) in this movie <laughs> so Pee-wee, that's all peewee peepee peepee herman <laughs> <laughs> peepee herman makes an appearance but anyway that's God all bless. i say rest in peace to paul rubens and to peewee many loves to you i'm gonna pour one out for you sir Mm-mm-mm. all right all right you boys have a happy week have a I happy will. day i hope you have a happy day and a happy week joe i will i'll joe. give you my best shot Joe. Come on, Joe. I'll give him my best shot. Right. <laughs> Look at Jackson. I know. He keeps doing that. <laughs> All right, bye. 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 <laughs>